Welcome to the Ransom Life Podcast. Ransom Life is a nonprofit in San Antonio, Texas, and our vision is to see every exploited youth redeemed and restored. Our mission is to equip and empower exploited youth to experience freedom and purpose, and we accomplish this through mentoring, counseling, and awareness. Our hope for this podcast is to bring you information on child sex trafficking that is easy to listen to and easy to share. So we hope that you enjoy this episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Ransom Life Podcast. This is episode 10, and we have another great discussion today about pornography. But my name is James, and joining me today is... Sarissa. And we're looking forward to this episode. And we're looking back at our uh, previous podcast episodes to see which ones were the most popular. And from what we see, the most popular episodes are on sugaring and sex torsion. So we're going to do what we can in the future to bring more information on both of those topics. But today is kind of tied into that because we're going to be talking about why both of those topics are so popular yeah so i think that they are extremely popular right now because it's happening constantly all the time and people are trying to get more information about it um i think it's also a new phrase people don't know what sextortion is a lot um but the good thing is what we're talking about today is culture and how that is tied into pornography and culture has a lot of influence and has a lot to do with um sextortion and sexting and all that goes in with that so and we were talking in a previous episode about uh, the effects of pornography on the brain and why pornography is so addictive but today we're going to be talking about why culture uh, seems to be so open to the idea of uh, pornography and people watching pornography and why uh, people don't seem to think it's a problem and so the very first point that we want to make is that uh, people are still watching pornography because pornography is normalized yeah i think it's a good I mean, I know I've even had conversations with people um, at college and like I was the outsider because I wasn't watching pornography. Like it used to be kind of the other way around. Like if you were watching pornography, um, you were more so the outsider. But now in today's culture, um, it's reversed. And so if you're not watching pornography, then you are the one that's weird (laughs) Um, just because it's so popular. And part of that goes into pop culture um, and pop culture's influence on people and so shows and songs and movies commercials I mean everyone's heard the phrase that sex sells and it's true and they're using that Um, and so it's just it's infiltrated our culture which has then infiltrated our children and adults and just everything that we consume and also to your point Uh, that you were the outsider if you weren't watching pornography. I remember back in high school that uh, with me being a teenager, it was expected that I was watching pornography. And that was expected with the other uh, teenagers in my class. And even as low as like middle school, it was expected like it was normal for them to be watching pornography. And if you're a young person listening to this, uh, just keep in mind that you don't have to fall for the peer pressure of watching pornography. You can choose uh, to not watch it. And if you haven't started watching it in the first place, I highly recommend not even uh, starting that, uh, starting going down that path because as we've learned earlier, it can be so addictive and it's especially addictive on a developing brain. No. And that's a good point. Like with, with young people, you don't have to, you don't have to um, give in to that pressure if you're the one that is standing up and saying no, that you're not going to click, that you're not going to watch pornography. Um, we commend you. We know that it's an uphill battle in today's culture. Um, but there needs to be, 
I know we've been hearing this phrase a lot with COVID and all this, but there needs to be a new normal. And that new normal needs to go back to that you don't have to watch pornography. It goes into relationships as well. I think it's expected in a relationship that you're watching pornography together. I've heard that and that's not that's not healthy and that doesn't need to be the normal. That doesn't need to be um, where each relationship goes. But all of that goes back to culture. Um, it's expected in the culture. It, it even dives into this um, hookup culture, which we won't go into very much detail about. Um, but this hookup culture um, has infiltrated really, I mean, high schools, colleges, um, but it's expected that you're hooking up with a bunch of people um, and that it's normal. And that ties into the pornography as well. And using pornography as part of that hookup culture. Um, but just going back to the the pop culture, it's, it's in all of the media. It's in all your movies. It's in, like I'm saying, it's in the commercials. It's in your TV shows. Um, and not overtly. It can even just be a comment like, oh yeah, I watched pornography the other day or yeah my pornography subscription or yeah i was on whatever porn website it's sprinkled in there secretly all over the place it's in all the jokes (laughs) yeah if you listen to the sarcasm and the jokes and tv shows um now that you know this information you're welcome because you will notice it everywhere um but it's in all the jokes in the tv shows um and it just it's (laughs) this sounds terrible but it's programming our brain to think that it's normal yeah, so we really can't blame you to be thinking that it is normal and that it is something that couples do together or that is something that uh, a person has to do before they're able to even have sex. I've heard a story about a young woman who was the wife of a youth pastor at a church. And this young woman came to a, a pastor that she respected and she came to him uh, asking for advice and she started crying and uh, the pastor was trying to figure out what was going on. And the young woman was asking for advice because her husband, uh, before he could have sex with her, he had to look at pornography. And he was thinking, yeah, that's just the way I am. That's a normal thing to do. Uh, but that was tearing the wife up inside. She's like, why, why do you have to do, why am I not enough for you? And so it's just all, it's all over the place, unfortunately. And uh, it's become normalized like that. And one thing I talk about in our exposed presentations is that uh, men being men and women being women and uh, people having needs, sexual needs, that's not an excuse to watch pornography, but that's a reason to go seek out a healthy, life-giving relationship with, with someone that you love and with someone that loves you back. It's not all about going out and uh, taking care of your sexual needs on your own. It's about seeking out a, a relationship with somebody and being able to have that connection with somebody. Unfortunately, pornography is tearing away the need for there even to be a relationship with people. And we're designed and created to be with people. So the second point that we wanted to make today was how people have become desensitized to pornography. Yeah, people, we've talked about this a little bit with that first point about how uh, people they don't see it as a problem necessarily. But that's what we mean by desensitized is that people don't see it as a problem. Uh, they think that it's, all you're doing is just taking care of yourself, whatever the case may be. You're just watching pornography. You're meeting needs that uh, you feel like you need to be met. Uh, but the thing is, we need to take an account the people that are behind the screen. We need to take an account um, the people that are supposedly uh, consenting to be actors on these pornography films or in uh, TV shows, for that matter, or in movies. And once we start to understand like what's going on uh, behind the scenes, then we can have a better idea as to how this is affecting other people's lives. And uh, we, there's not very many people that wake up in the morning thinking, huh, 
I want to go be a porn star today. Of course, there are some people, but the reason that they would want to do that is because there's a lot of money involved with it. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people that wake up in the morning saying, I don't want to be in pornography today, and they end up having to be in pornography. Uh, that's just the reality, that there are people that are forced into this. And of course, there's some pornography uh, pictures, movies, films that... Uh, both actors or everyone involved is consenting to it, and uh, that's not necessarily a problem in and of itself. We know that porn can be addictive and lead to other things, but we need to take into account that there's a lot of people that don't want to do this. And the reason that we're even talking about this on this podcast in the first place is because this pornography is very much related to child sex trafficking. And so we want to do the best we can to keep people aware as to what's going on and help break that thought in our minds that uh, pornography is okay and it's not a problem because reality is like we've learned, it is a very big problem in our community. So if you're listening, um, my first question would be, okay, so what do we do about this? And really, in order to break this cycle of culture, the normalization and desensitization, um, the first step is to be aware. So you're listening to this, you are now aware. Um, maybe you've already been aware, but you haven't paid that much attention to it in culture. Um but I encourage you just to continue to be aware, to actually pay attention to it in the shows that you're watching um, and then not participate in it. So the second step to that is decide, decide that you're not going to do it. Um, and really, we kind of break that into three different points that you're going to decide as an individual for you personally. Um, maybe you're going to decide for your family uh, and then that eventually filters into your community. Yeah. And like we've said before, making the decision to stop watching porn, we know it's not a switch in your brain. If you've been watching porn for years and years or even decades for that matter, it's not an easy thing to break. It's a it's addictive. It's not just a habit. It's an addiction. And so with that addiction, there comes a, a lot of uh, recovery that needs to happen. There's a lot of healing that needs to happen. It's not necessarily a switch in your brain to just turn it off and you can walk away from it forever. Uh, if that were the case, that'd be great. Good for you. Uh, but there's needs to be grace involved in this healing process. And so, but really the first thing is just to decide that I don't want to do this anymore. And whenever you do watch it from now on, there might be a sense of guilt that like, yeah, I feel like I shouldn't have been watching this the whole time. We don't want you to feel shame as a person, like you're a terrible person for watching pornography. But just knowing what you know now, there should be a level of guilt involved whenever you do participate in something like that, just because you don't know who's behind the camera on the other end of the uh, the screen. You don't know who's involved in the making of this and who's involved in being forced to be on it. And I would encourage people to take it even one step further. So deciding, maybe maybe you're not even watching pornography, um, but deciding to not let it infiltrate and to become normalized in your own culture, in your family's culture, in your community's culture. Um, and so that, that means probably not watching or participating in some of um, the shows and the movies that normalize it and desensitize it. Um, and so especially if you have a family and there's young ones in your family, um, they are watching you lead. And I would just encourage you to lead by example, even if you're not maybe actively participating in watching pornography, I would take it that one step further so that it is not um, normalized and desensitized in your home. And Tracy, you had mentioned uh, affecting the community. Uh, I think the best way to do that is by spreading awareness, is by, well, first of all, living and being an example, living the life of uh, 
someone that decided not to watch pornography. And that means that, like Serasa said, you might not be watching certain things, but it's also, you may not be involved in certain conversations that you used to be involved in. But along with that, you're spreading awareness as to the ties between pornography and child sex trafficking. And one of the best ways that you can do that is just by having conversations with people. If it's not easy to talk about, you can always uh, share this episode or this podcast with people. They can listen to it. You can have people sign up for our exposed pornography presentation. And there's also great resources all around uh, the internet and around the world of these amazing organizations that are uh, putting this content out there to help educate people. So we encourage you to uh, spread the word and get people involved in ending this, uh, this cycle that is pornography. So that is all that we have for you today. So thank you all so much for listening. Thanks for sticking to the end. I know that pornography is a tough topic to talk about. Um, we have one more episode about pornography. So you do not want to miss that. So make sure that you follow us and share it with your friends and family. Um, it's just a, another easy way to raise awareness about child sex trafficking. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, we would appreciate you if you've given us a, a five-star review, if you found this helpful, uh, that helps us to move up in the rankings and get this information out to more people and uh, so with you doing that you're helping us in reaching more people with this information thank you for listening to this episode if you found this information helpful please subscribe to our channel and share with your family and friends our goal is to educate as many people as possible in hopes of ending child sex trafficking for more information about ransom life please visit our website at ransomlifetexas.org 